0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of 7 Minutes. I am your host, Chris Wright. I have my wonderful co-host, Beverly Swim. Hello. Hey, Beverly. How are you doing? And then today we have the pleasure. um, Our guest is Michael Baker. He's the publisher of of Capital Region Real Producers, right? And also, you started a new business. You're founder of Your Social Liaison, right? Yes, sir. And um, you are a Marine. Yes, yeah, I yep. don't like to say ex-marine. You're never an ex-marine, right? Oh, is
1: that for, right? Former, former. Once a marine, always a marine,
0: though. Once a marine, always a marine. So thank you for your service, Michael. Appreciate yes, it. Michael. You too.
2: Thank you. You're
0: Absolutely. also yeah. a husband. You're a husband, and you're a father, family man. Oh, wow, that's a you're a busy man, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. busier <laughs> Busier than I'd like to be, but you know, we life is life is but a dream and a journey. Gotcha. So, Michael, I met
0: you many years ago. <laughs> I, I don't know the number, so I'm just going to say many. Like, Mocha Lisa Cafe is where I met you, and they've moved since then. They have a new location. And yeah. um, you want? I had no idea why you wanted to meet. I think it was Joe DiCaprio that said, you got to meet this Michael Baker guy. And so we agreed to meet at Mocha Lisa. And you told me about this venture, Real Producer Magazine. I was like, that's interesting. And the first thing I could think of was those magazines like Top Agent or something. I was like, ah. I don't want anything to do with that. Right. Um, But then you kind of explained the process. And um, to your credit, what you have done is unified the real estate agent community. There was already other ways that we've been doing it, like through women's council, things like that. But something about Real Producer also brings people together. And um, I don't even know that if you knew that you were going to have the impact on our industry that you have. Um, Like I said, Real Producer is something that's People want to be on the magazine, on the cover. People want to be inside the magazine and people look forward to your annual party. So it's, so kudos to you. And also thank you for for unifying our industry the way you have.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, it, it, it's been incredible. We just had our 50th uh, issue anniversary yeah, and that was, it was amazing. I feel like it was yesterday we were just launching we had a staff of five and now we have a staff of 16 or so, wow. and it's just absolutely exploded. But that it's about the community. It's about bringing people together. And Top Agent Magazine, you know, it has its part, but it, it kind of made it difficult for us to come in here because nobody yeah. really understood what it was. I think the best way to, to really boil down what Real Producers is in a nutshell is it's a networking group or community that uses a magazine to stay in front of its people and stay connected and then we have parties and we have parties and, and everybody loves parties
0: everybody loves parties. tell me why tell me why there are certain demographics that real producers doesn't work in why doesn't it work in central new york or some other places it will
1: actually work everywhere it mm-hmm. will work everywhere the community is open to the idea and the concept and have i you... think i think it was difficult for me to launch it here it was actually one of the hardest things i ever did i don't think i would have if i wasn't previously advertising in a real producer's publication and saw for myself the type of impact it had on a local real estate community Mm -hmm. that kind of motivated me and helped me push through the the struggles of nobody listening to me nobody knowing who i was or what we were doing did you did you almost give up uh no No, it was do or die. That was not an option.
2: (laughs) You know, it just occurred to me, we may have some non-real estate uh, professionals watching. Can you just give us a really quick synopsis so that everyone will understand what you do? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. The the Elevator Pitch, um, Real Producers, it's a platform. It was designed to help the top producing real estate agents and the best vendors in the community connect and build relationships. Real estate, it's very competitive. And traditionally, there's there's nowhere that you can go to meet other top producing agents if you're successful usually the networking events uh they're they're not as exclusive so what real producers does is we have a monthly magazine where we feature different real estate agents for free and then the basically the bills are paid for by agents that are not agents vendors that are referred to us that uh, buy those top agents who are reputable and best at what they do that way the vendors know or the agents know the vendors we work with are the best in the industry the vendors know the agents we work with are the best in the industry so it makes it worth it for them to come together and connect in meaningful ways and build those relationships that are going to elevate the bar of the real estate transaction wow And I've said that hundreds of times. So (laughs) if that made sense, uh, very succinct and concise. So, um, there's a lot of real estate agents and our MLS has
0: grown. Did you notice there's a lot of agents that come on, right? Yes. I see this magazine. I've been in the industry for uh, less than a year. I go, I want to be in that magazine. How do I get in that magazine?
1: Nominations. It's not pay to play. You can't buy it. Uh, people have tried. We've had to say no. It's been, uh, it's actually kind of cool being able yeah. to have something that somebody can't purchase and they have to earn. Whenever I meet with a realtor, I'm not guaranteeing that they're going to be featured. I've met with over 400 real estate agents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we ask them, who do you want to read about? Who do you think is the best at what they do? Who do you think has an inspiring story? And then we keep track of those nominations. And the more nominations somebody has, the more likely they are to get a phone call. And it could be three years later. Mm -hmm. I I called somebody a few months ago and they're like, oh, I thought you forgot about me. I was like, no, it's just time. Like, let's roll. (laughs) That's great. I knew knew the answer to that
0: question. I love the nomination piece because you have um, reached out to me and other agents and saying, Chris, give me a couple of names that we should get in the magazine soon. And I like the fact that you are asking other agents, who do they want to know more about?
1: Yeah, it's about the community. It's never been about me. If you make it about other people, that's where the success, like true success comes from.
0: Yeah. So what's, what's some of the keys to your success? I, and I, I'm going to say you're successful. You may not, you're a modest guy. You never would say that, but tell me what's, what would have been some of the keys to this, to becoming more successful at this um, venture?
1: Uh, Giving to others, giving to others and supporting others is Is really the key at the end of the day. I've been thinking a lot about that, what creates success, what brings success. And really, for me, I've been able to build two successful businesses just off of showing appreciation to other people. And I think in a world where it's so fast paced, so quick hit of adrenaline, TikTok on to the next Mm. to actually take the time to pay attention to somebody else and show them the appreciation that you have uh, is more powerful than it could possibly be.
2: Well, that's that's, you, talk, you talk about having two businesses. How do you handle the work-life balance between two businesses and a family? You must have some relaxation time, I hope. I don't,
1: I don't, I crashed. Uh, no, it, it's tough. It is a juggle, delegation, delegation. Hmm. Um, you really, I've learned, ramping up one business and, and we went from, 13 advertisers to about 50 at the peak before COVID in 12 months time. So it was a very drastic run up. And then once we launched uh, your social liaison, I really started to learn about personal limitations and what I was good at and what I could do and what I shouldn't do and what I should leave to others. And I think that if you're able to let go of the control and give trust in others, and delegate out those things that that's how you truly amplify your time and find that success and be able to find that moment of relaxation, uh, scheduling and planning too. That's really important. <laughs> you got to make sure you find time to relax, hit some golf balls, right? <laughs> I, have to, I have to ask, you play um,
2: then.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have to ask, what are those plaques behind you that says 10k 15k
1: uh those those are uh achievements through real producers what so are that's, what's the number yeah. uh sales sales uh wow. recurring sales monthly uh and that's those awesome. are yeah we're working the way up but with your social liaison it's you know trying to delegate we've um we've promoted our uh content manager Haley, to assistant publisher so she's starting to take over more of the uh the interviews and things like that, because your social liaison has really just exploded. Uh, There's a lot of opportunity. And I think that coming into a recession, it's crazy. I sell advertising in two different businesses and I'm excited. I'm excited for the opportunity that's out there. That's a great segue
0: because I was going to go into your social liaison next. So why don't you tell everyone what that is um, and, and how you service people with that?
1: Yeah, it's social media backwards. Basically, I was able to start a social media agency that didn't actually post content, didn't create content for people. Mm -hmm. We didn't have anything to do with the actual posting of the content. I was thinking it was more of a social media agency because it enabled people to increase their likes and comments. But what it really is, is it's more like a social concierge agency. So... The thought is, is that relationships are everything, but being connected to everybody is the key. And as I became busier, I relied more so on my Facebook in order to stay top of mind with people. But then I discovered that on, if you rely on Facebook to just scroll the feed to catch up on your news and your important people, you're gonna miss things. Right. It's not hundred percent. So what we ended up coming up with, long story short, is a way to stay top of mind with the people who are most important in your life so imagine if you were able to take the most important 375 people in your life what we do is our service we look those people up on a consistent basis as that business page or as that professional and we engage on the content on behalf of that brand or a person and we say you know this is great this is awesome if there's a a birth a death a marriage something important we flag it we send an alert to the client and tell them that something important happened in their person's sphere and mm. then we give them the opportunity to send out a handwritten greeting card mm. so we do this on a weekly basis and what we found is that by engaging with 375 people on the consistent which is the minimum we go all the way up to about 1200 uh it, basically kind of hacks the algorithm that way your content starts to show up on more people's stuff so it increases the reach it increases the awareness but it also increases the top of mind awareness of the brand alongside the community it's crazy crazy stuff and it's 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 about (laughs) to we had a software designed that's about to be finalized and it's next level what we what we've been talking about for a year chris you and me Mm -hmm. I have finally been able to duplicate the software, so now we can uh, offer personal accounts, where you yourself can go onto your social liaison.com
0: mm-hmm. oh. and
1: you can manage your own social media the way that we do for our clients. That is hundred percent. You one hundred percent authentic subscription based.
0: So I'm going to put Beverly on the spot. Beverly said to me one time that I don't really, she goes, I said, you don't post a lot. She goes, I don't like Facebook, right? Something to that effect. And that's okay.
1: Not everybody does, but is that your customer? It could be. Mm -hmm. It could be Beverly. I too do not like Facebook. Uh, I, if you go onto my screen time, Facebook's like the seventh thing. I think I I'm on it like 40 minutes or something like that. A week. Like a week, yeah, I don't go on it at all, uh, and I I am personally uh, conflicted with it. But it's an opportunity. I had to go on Facebook in order to have a connection and a presence in a community. I don't have that personal connection to my Facebook, and I think that's why I was able to. I was able to look at it in a way where I could use it for business. Mm-hmm. The problem with Facebook is that people don't know what to do. They don't believe they can do it or they haven't built the habit yet. Mm-hmm. Those are the only three problems, but really it's confidence. I don't like the way I look. I don't like the way I sound. Nobody wants to hear about it. Nobody wants to deal with it. Like we project our own insecurities onto it and then we cloud our judgment and it just prevents us from doing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. doing is the answer to building confidence. <laughs> <laughs> you know, be,
0: be, because, because I'm such a social media maven, so to speak, I can recognize your clients on Facebook. Not everybody can. Yeah. I'm just talking about me. I can recognize your clients and how they comment and how they post, and which is great. But then I know that person outside of social media too. And I already know you're not a Facebooker. Yeah. But but I keep seeing you in my feed. Yeah. And that's due to the work that you're doing, the service you provide.
1: That's yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty tricky fun. there, Mike Baker.
2: How
1: many clients do you have Uh, right now? We got about 20 and, and we've been limited because basically I, I figured out how to do this quickly. I wanted to do a time block. This was my thought. I wanted to become the biggest raving fan of call it 250 people, 50 people a day, 60 minutes. I look at their social media for one minute, 50 people, one hour, one time block, Monday through Wednesday from eight until nine. That's what I did for months. And I I learned a lot doing that, but I learned how to do it faster and faster and faster. So now it's 75 people a day. And with our software, we're able to bring that where if somebody was able to do it normally for an hour and a half, it would take you to do 75 people. Uh, You could get it down to like half an hour with this. Yeah.
0: Are you only covering Facebook or are you doing Instagram, TikTok and others? Uh,
1: Facebook tried Instagram. Instagram can't do it can't do this we what i effectively did was i created a method of social media strategy a new method mm-hmm. and i i called it the uh repeated organic engagement mm-hmm. through repeated organic engagement by reaching out and touching people on a consistent basis it, it keeps you top of mind and by showing them appreciation and showing them kindness and consideration it over time makes them think more favorably of you
2: that's incredible
1: yeah So
0: it's, yeah. So you have 20 20 clients. Is this a scalable business? Do you plan on getting 200 clients?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's why I built the software. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's so some of the problems are, as you know, uh, location. Right now, location, we use canned comments for the clients that we work with. There's five different ways to say happy birthday, five different ways to say like, this food makes me hungry or whatever and everybody's different but, but people didn't change it as much as they could have so some of the comments went the same people <laughs> are inherently lazy so it's like you know you can kind of tell uh, i would prefer to get away from this territory mm-hmm. so we're out of like the local world of real estate small i'm, mm-hmm. I'm afraid of messing too much with the, yeah. the facebook here so that, that's that been the goal, but my my real goal, my real passion was to turn it into a tool that other people could use to do this themselves. And that's going to be possible by uh, winter of 24. It should be full-blown retail. All right, Beverly, ask them some fun questions. You love the fun questions.
2: I do. What's the most memorable moment of your career so far?
1: The most memorable moment of my career That would be, I would say, the most memorable moment of my, my career was when we first launched Real Producers. And we had our, our first launch event. It was six months after the magazine's first set mailboxes. And we had all of the vendors come there. And they were all there before all the agents got there. They came like an hour and a half early. And I was sitting there, and there's all these people. And I thought to myself, 12 of you had enough faith in me to invest in something that didn't exist. <laughs> yeah. And I almost cried. Like it, it was it was crazy. I was working at a grocery store for eleven months at night just to pay the bills. From January to November of 2018, I made eight thousand five hundred and eleven dollars.
2: Holy crap. Wow.
1: And then I launched Real Producers. It was it was blood, sweat, and tears. And that real was the tears. real tears, right? Yeah real tears yeah real tears quitting that job at the grocery store was the best i was like yep that's it i'm out see you guys later i don't (laughs) need my discount i'm good that takes me
2: to another question it sounds like you've already lived through this it's what's your biggest fear
1: oh my biggest fear that's a really good question well, it seems I
2: like you went through it so much of it already.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, my biggest fear My biggest fear would be not being able to learn anymore. That would be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great yeah.
2: segue into how, what are you doing to learn more now?
1: Uh, read, self-reflection, self-reflection's been been big, podcasts things like that i just learned about the myers brig uh personality type indicator you would, thing you would not
0: believe this i made my wife take the myers brig last night yeah did you it's yeah, awesome I, i'm an esfj that makes sense and yeah. she's and she took it she's an esfj also but she's only 3% extrovert
1: ah okay that makes sense. i was
0: way off the charts extrovert
1: I could see that you are you are. I, I'm an I am a INTJ. So my my personality type is very uh analytical, very, you know. Beverly, have you um, ever taken to try it? To explain. I've
2: I've taken the one that has um the different kinds of people that you the what category they put you in? The di- the
0: disc. Was that
2: I'm the disc? Actually, no, oh. I I'm a, I'm a superman. I want to take care of everybody.
1: That's oh. what it is. Oh, okay. okay. I, just, I want
2: to jump in and fix everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I can tend to be that way. Uh, I, I look at myself as a problem solver. I want to fix things. What I liked about Myers-Briggs, is it was very uh, logical, science-oriented, been around for over a hundred years with Charles Young. L- literally, Chris, I've like dug into this for like 30 hours over the last like <laughs> night, like, mm-hmm. just understanding the way the brain works, how you process things, how you process information. I think awareness is key. And I think that understanding be, brings clarity. Right. Mm-hmm. So the more I can learn, the more I can understand the clear life becomes. Mm-hmm. That's right.
2: excellent. Well, you mentioned books, podcasts. Do you have any recommend for audience?
1: Uh, yes. I would say that the number one book I would recommend would be How to Win Friends and Influence People. Mm-hmm. That would be number one. The second- Car- Carnegie, that's Carnegie, yes, right? Yes, yep, by Carnegie. Mm-hmm. The second one- it's by a guy named Jack Schaefer. There's another gentleman who co-authored it with him, but it's called The, the Like Switch, L-I-K-E, mm-hmm. like thumbs up, like, like switch. And what is that about? What's the premise? Uh, This guy, he's like a CIA operative for 30 years, and his job was to take foreign diplomats and then build relationships with them so they would turn on their countries and become spies for the United States. So, it's all about like how he got people to build relationships with him. And, and it's, it's crazy. So, it has nothing to do with Facebook. Nope. <laughs> nope. It has it all has to do with human psychology interaction. See, 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 see where my brain went, the like yeah. switch. I'm like, okay, then so that should help me with social media. <laughs> it did. It did. That's what I realized. That's what I, that was one of the books that inspired me to create your social liaison. Really? Yep. Yep. That's because incredible. that book, If you think about it, the three key factors to a relationship is how close you are in proximity, how much time you spend with that person, and how deep your conversations are. And when somebody is in bed on Facebook, scrolling the news feed for their average of 52 minutes a day, you are artificially increasing the duration and proximity you have to that person.
2: Mm.
1: so by i built real producers by taking pictures of other people tagging them so my face showed up on their newsfeed. so their friends saw my face and became familiar to me
2: wow you know like switch that is a completely i i I never really looked at it that way and i'm shocked that it's 52 minutes a day is that that's real
1: that's the average yes that's the average yes
2: uh so chris you over under that
0: um, currently because of my new job under, <laughs> cause I need time to sleep. Um, but, 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 but with that being said, um, I do jump on it about 10 times a day. I'm just spending less time on it.
2: Yeah. Fair enough.
0: Yeah. I'm opening it up. I'm liking a couple of things. I'm scrolling for about a minute and I got to get off. I got things to do because I'm
1: very aware, you know, very aware.
2: Well, one thing I've learned is don't ever look at Facebook right before you get to sleep.
1: Yeah yeah i could see how that would be yeah yeah
2: that can be problematic
1: that can yeah be. actually i've done that and i wonder why i don't sleep sometimes you don't sleep i don't sleep yeah. i don't my <laughs> mind no, i can't turn it off just goes 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 tried melatonin but you know <laughs> yeah
2: you know since the the book C, he's about a cia agent i was gonna ask you what was your first job did you ever want to be a cia cia agent
1: i i thought about you know police security being in the marines that kind of satisfied that a little bit but i when i was a kid i thought about it uh, recently what did i want to be when i was a kid i wanted to be an inventor mm. i wanted to invent things have you invented uh, anything uh, well, a few <laughs> a well few. this
2: new methodology is yeah. new. that's yeah. a- that's really exciting and good for you.
1: Yeah, and then I got a I got a self cooling Camelback for runners. Mm-hmm. That's uh on oh, okay. the way, right down the pipe one day.
2: What kind wow. of distance do you
1: like to run? Uh, I don't. I hate running. <laughs> but what I hate more than running is is taking a sip of that water from my Camelback and it being really really hot when I just want to cool down. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's awesome. Well, um, let's see. I had I had one more. What piece of advice would you give to someone who was wanting to start out in journalism, g- journalism, or real estate, or anything, or maybe even doing social media like what you're doing? What, what kind of what advice would you give them?
0: Or That's what mistakes would you yeah. have? What, what mistakes you've made that you don't want to see
1: anyone else make?
2: That's really good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. We never, you know, I, I, in raising children, I, I see myself and my kids and I never thought my parents knew what they were talking about. Uh, And I, no matter how much they tried to warn me of mistakes, I never listened because you know, I believe we all come into this earth and world the same. We all exit the same, but what matters is the branches and the path that we take in life, the journey of it all. I would say that, you know, if anybody is looking to live their dream and start their own thing and and find the meaning in their life that they just need to forgive themselves, not be yeah. so hard on themselves and understand that you need to you need to feel a little pain in order to grow yeah. and that's not something to be afraid of. Gotcha. Hey, you know, you know what? Before we t- ask
0: our last question, we always have a last question. Before we ask that, you told a touching story on stage, and it was pretty much dedicated to your wife. And I think you probably brought tears to the crowd. But I think it was about the fact that you were in the grocery store when you met Sherry, right? Or was well, that- I wasn't
1: in the I wasn't in the grocery store. So I I, I was born and raised in the capital region, Burnt Hills, right? Mm-hmm. My parents moved down to Charlotte, North Carolina, in 2017. I moved down there with them but i had met sherry like six months before we moved and we had like started dating and then i left her and i was like i'm sorry i i like you but i'm moving to north carolina and i i up and left and uh yeah i realized i made a mistake so i came crawling back and she took me back but i i didn't at that point in time i had basically run out of money And she took me in and, you know, we started living together and I was working at the grocery store. I waking up early, meeting with people, going to work for $11 an hour. And she literally every night, no matter what, would come and park outside. And during my 15 minute break, I'd go outside and sit there in the car with her and eat my lunch, Uh, not lunch, but dinner, hot cooked with the kids in the car or not. And I couldn't have done it without her. I mean, she had the faith in me that nobody else did that I didn't even think I had and if there it wasn't go. for her, I wouldn't have been able to get it.
0: That's a great story uh, so beverly tell your tell your women friends that just because the guy works in a grocery store he could still be a good guy.
2: <laughs> well of course they can
0: <laughs> well you know some 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 people can be shallow these days be like
1: I like him, but he works in a grocery store <laughs> right. Well, the most embarrassing was meeting people that I had met with, and I'm like, I'm like in my my you know suit jacket and stuff and then yeah, I do my meeting with them, oh, I'm bringing this thing here and then they I see him at the in the dairy section and I got my apron on. And I'm like, hey, are you that guy? That, Yeah,'t aren't, aren't you that aren't you that
0: that successful
1: uh, publisher <laughs> right working on it? I'll be there soon. awesome.
0: Well, Mike, we like to end on one question, and that is, what's next for Michael Baker?
1: What's next? That's a great question. Uh, Your social liaison is going to take off. We got some great things coming down the pipe for real producers. Picking up some new staff, taking on some new people, um, really figuring on figuring out the the right formula for the post COVID uh, networking in local real estate. So I'm excited for that. But what's next? Just building really cool stuff and seeing how we can help people. That's it. Great. Well, Mike, thanks
0: so much for coming on. By the way, are we going to have a 50, is it the 50th issue party or did you already have that?
1: Uh, We didn't have it. Uh, That's a great question. I didn't even consider that. It landed in in a time where we had a couple months between parties. The next one should be end of February, I think, is on the calendar right now. Make that the 50th issue party and invite all the covers. Hey, oh, man, we're going to need a bigger space. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Good idea. I like it. I like it. All right, brother. Well, you know, I always think of any type of mixer and event ideas, but
0: that's okay. But anyway, listen, thanks for coming. We've been on here a while, but I do want to let you know that I think you've been an asset to the real estate community. You're doing an outstanding job. I want to see a Social Liaison go from 20 people to 2000 people if possible and read about you on Inc. Magazine or something like that.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> that would yeah, be, right?
0: That'd That'd be, be awesome. All right, man, you Appreciate have a great you. night and have a good one, man. See how yes, you Thank you.
1: Thank you. Have a good one, Beverly.